When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. And welcome back to the Steelers Depot live stream here on this Monday. Appreciate you guys being here. And just give me one second as I kind of set things up. So just uh, give me one moment and chat as always. If you guys could let me know if the audio sounds good. Dave Bryan is back, so we're happy to have you. No one wants to hear me talk for an hour straight. So Dave, how you doing? And thanks for being back. I'm doing fine, but I'm hearing you back in my headphones. Okay. Uh, Let's see. That turned off. Um, hold on. You still hearing it like that now? Test, test, test. Check one, check two, check, check three. Um, hmm. I don't know why that is. Chat, can you guys hear me? Let's start with that. Let's just kind of check off some of those boxes right now. What would I have turned on that would be doing? Is it a setting on your end? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it sounds good. Um, Can you guys hear? I know we're doing the testing because it's been a little while, so does Dave sound okay? I turned something off. You may not be able to hear Dave. Let me know if you can hear Dave. You may not be able to hear that, but I want to confirm. Um, Okay, no Dave, so let me try something. Dave, can you give me one more test, please? All right. Hello, Cleveland. Hello, that, Cleveland. That should work now. So let me know, chat, and then we will get going. Because I muted something that I thought might be creating that issue. But now, Dave, here he is. There he is. All right, uh, we are uh, good. good. So good. we are figuring this thing out. Let me do one last thing here to uh, get the ste- weirdly crooked Steelers logo off for you guys. There we go. Now you can see the site. And a lot of content going up. James Harrison uh, on Ben's latest podcast, so we got some information on that going up as well. Some interesting things from Debo, as you would expect. So as always, a little bit late here, apologize for that, but Dave and I here till the top of the hour to answer as many Steelers questions as we can. Be sure to ask your question. If you want your question to be guaranteed to be asked and answered by Dave and myself, you can send us a super chat. Uh, that will move you to the front of the line, but of course, no obligation to do so. So Let me go back to the top here, and we'll dive right into the questions as you guys read this article that I wrote uh, this afternoon saying, realizing the Steelers have not turned the ball over in four straight games, which is basically a record for them, something they've never done before. So really incredible accomplishment there and a big reason why they're 3-1 and since the bye. We will start, though, with Matt Bell, who says, Hi, Dave and Alex. If we end up with a top 10 or 5 pick in the upcoming draft, do you think it would be better to keep it or trade up? For more draft picks, I assume that means trade down for more draft picks. It's really circumstantial. I think the principle of it is good. I would like to maximize the number of picks I have, so so just to have the greatest number of options possible. But it's really tough to say overall. And currently, I believe they're, what, 14th in the pecking order, so that may not be a scenario where you're picking top five. Yeah, look, uh, I know people don't like to see it right now, but this team is probably headed toward picking toward the uh, middle of the pack in the first round. Uh, the best news out of out of any everything you know these last couple weeks here is the uh, the Bears continue to lose, and right now they uh, you know the Steelers obviously own the uh, the Bears uh, second round pick there, and that's thirty uh, fourth overall as we said here today, which in reality is thirty third overall because the Miami Dolphins of course 
course, forfeit uh, had to f- have to forfeit their 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 first round pick in 2023. So I mean, I I, I get uh, in order to probably get kind of that 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 you know uh, large selection in return. If you, I would think you'd have to be in the top ten somewhere to to kind of really maximize that uh, to be able to trade down. But look, I, I'm I'm not opposed to seeing this team uh, trade down. But I just think that realistically of course anything can happen uh in these final five games i think realistically you're looking at this team probably drafting no higher than what do you say alex 15 16 something like that yeah i would say somewhere between i don't know just kind of guessing 12 and 16 sounds like the range they'll end up in but it probably won't be top five i can say that with probably a fairly high degree of confidence based on where things stand today, based on the schedule, based on the teams in front of them. Unless you're really in that prime quarterback picking territory, trading down is tougher to do. There there are always potentials and opportunities, but unless you really know you're going to be in a situation where there's, you know, quarterback heaven where teams are trying to move up, you're never really sure if you can can go down. So um, we'll see. It's a long ways away, though. Uh, Broski with a comment says, love watching this young team. Very interested in seeing if we can keep the win streak alive. Yeah, that'll be the mission on Sunday against Baltimore. And does not appear Lamar Jackson will be playing in that one. So that's certainly a boost for the Steelers' chances. They are now favorites in this game, correct? Yeah, look, they've uh, this line's went crazy last, uh, you know, 24 hours, and obviously a lot of it, you know, or it is related to Lamar Jackson uh, and the speculation, or, or really, you know, Harbaugh came out today and said in so many words, very unlikely for uh, for Lamar to play, and uh, why, you know, if you're Baltimore, why if he's not, you know. 85, 95%, why would you play him? You know, they got a pretty good lead in that division there. So I, and this game obviously is, is in Pittsburgh and this line has now gone to, you know, the Steelers favored by what, three, three and a half. Mm. And it started four and a half Ravens favorite, I think. Yeah, the, uh, the other Four-day. way. Now you got to remember these lines have been out sure. forever. And then uh, people say, well, it opened at this and uh, technically week uh, 14 of the NFL season does not start until Tuesday. So, uh, but you know, as, as of right now, what I'm looking at is three Steelers favored by three at home, uh, is kind of the consensus, of course, across the board. I think there's a couple places, maybe have them at two and a half right now. If you guys could like the video, that would certainly help us out a lot to get more people and more uh, questions to the stream, but appreciate you guys who are, who are here now, but uh, liking the stream certainly helps a lot when it comes to all things, YouTube algorithm. We'll come back here to our friend Mutated Genome, who says, Hi, Alex and Dave. The run game is improving. What is the biggest hindrance to the passing game improving? Canada's offense, a rookie quarterback, or diva receivers? I, um, I, I You answered that first, Dave. How does the Steelers pass game, how do they take the step the way this run game is taking a step? Well, look, you got to have the quarterback hit a couple of these throws down the field for starters. You know, I, and I thought Pickett played very well uh, on on Sunday against the Falcons. And I think we can continue to see him uh, take steps in his game. Heck, early in the game, you know, uh, making that transition from uh, from going through his progressions and then uh, uh, resetting his feet and getting the ball. I mean, he threw a dime and threw, threw it right on the money to, to Fryermuth there uh, coming across there. But uh, in the same instance, you see him missing, you know, a throw down the middle of the field against uh, uh, a kind of unique kind of rotation in the coverage there, but ended up, you know, basically being a cover three uh, seam beater to, uh, to Fryermuth. He's got to hit that, you know, mm-hmm. and then, 
you know, he had another really, you know, a catchable throw. I thought to Steven Sims over at the right side that I, that that you know was initially ruled what a completion. Then after review, they they overturned that. Now, could the ball placement been a little bit better on that? Maybe, but I mean, if you're going to be a starting wide receiver in the in the, in the NFL, I think you got to make that catch, right? Sure. Uh, and you know, uh, one other throw was uh, uh, into the end zone to Deontay Johnson, and that ball was a little bit underthrown, and Deontay never had a chance to get that one. Another, another one was, you know, or another two of them was ex- execution, right? Deontay Johnson, even though I think PFR does not have Deontay Johnson down for any drops. Mm-hmm. Last last time I looked uh, from yesterday. I think we could all agree that was probably two two drops on Deontay Johnson's part in that game. So there's two more uh, completions. So uh, you want to start with with, with 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 making this passing game a little bit better. You'll know, start with execution. Yeah, I don't think it's one big umbrella thing. I think it's a, to your point, just a bunch of that little stuff that's popping up that that's hurting this team. Um, whether it's occasionally the quarterback, occasionally the receivers, occasionally just the fact this team's trying to run the heck out of the football, take the air out of it, which is really the the smart move here. And so that limits some of your pass game opportunities and trying to make the smart decision, not try to to risk it again. Although it's very obvious and intuitive, the line between the Steelers' success when they turn the ball over versus when they don't. And I'm just talking straight turnovers, not even turnover differential. Did you win the battle? I mean, they are 5-1 and one this year when they do not turn the football over at all. They are 0-6 when they turn the ball over even once. So that's, that really illustrates you got to take care of the football. Probably has Pickett playing a bit more conservatively, but it's hard to blame him or this offense based on the results. Yeah, look, you, 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 you'd obviously like to see more explosive plays in the passing game, right? You know, uh, right. that that w- would help instead of having this offense continually trying to go, you know, 10, 12, 14 plays without shooting themselves in the foot with a uh, with a penalty there. But I mean, I, I've been happy. You know, we talked several weeks ago on a podcast, Alex, about, uh, you know, I think it was just ahead of the Saints game there. So this is where we draw the line in the sand after the uh, after the Eagles game and see if, if, you know, he's had enough snaps at that point And hopefully they can stop playing from behind so much. So we can start getting a look at Kenny Pickett and making progress in more even game situations there. And I, th- I think you know, it hasn't been huge, huge strides, but it's been enough from, you know, I think we can all uh, agree that he's made strides in, 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 in the passing game. It, you just want to see him make the next step. And part of that next step is continues to be you know, being able to push the football down the field with success and then burying some of these red zone opportunities. Yeah, finishing these drives, the really critical component. I believe the CBS broadcast had the stat mid-game yesterday, the Pittsburgh, and I have not checked this, I should, but Pittsburgh is leading the NFL in 10-plus play drives, which is a, I would have never guessed that. Mm. And, it, and, and the fact they aren't, you know, scoring, they're still, you know, one of the lower-ranked bottom third scoring offense just speaks to their inability to finish and, and that's certainly something to correct going forward. All right, moving on now to our friend Verdon Barsi. Good to hear from you. Says, as our running game is improving, our run defense continues to fail. Biggest culprit, D-line or inside linebackers. I mean, they face some run-heavy and, and generally speaking, effective rushing attacks in the Colts and in the Falcons. Those teams are identifying with the run game and they want to pound the rock and things like that. Watching back the All-22, I started with the defense. Just frankly, it was inability to get off of blocks. Um, you know, things Stay like that, feet. staying on your feet. Yeah, it really wasn't. I thought the run fits were okay. There weren't any seemingly obvious blown assignments and things like that. Um, in particular, I mean, I thought 
and I'll probably do a video on the channel for you guys uh, tomorrow. Um, Tyson Aluwalu, I'm a big fan of him, Dave, and I know you are as well. But in the arms <laughs> of an angel. <laughs> he's going to the uh, big football field in the sky on on the field because yeah, his career just seems to be to be done in that respect, and and that sucks. But he's what 35, 36 with a bunch of knee injuries over his career, ankle sprains, MCL sprains, and it's just it's time for him. Yeah, it's not the same from a couple of years ago, is it? I mean, there you know, uh, guy that you know, really you 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 really look forward to being lined up either over a center or a guard, and you know that uh, just you know father time has finally hawked him down. That knee injury or ankle injury last year didn't help, and I, I would imagine that kind of that knee uh, that bothered him, you know, early or early in training camp or whatnot, probably didn't help things either, and. Uh, he's he's not the same player he was a couple of years ago. So yeah, you know, and that's just part of it. Sure, and they they've got to do a better job of 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 getting off blocks overall and making sure their 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 uh their their run fills are correct and all like that. I mean, it's Mike Tomlin would probably call it popcorn, you know, if if you will. But it's enough popcorn that uh, in the second half of that game against the Falcons, it sure seemed like it was five yards a pop, didn't it? You know. Oh yeah. Uh, and if you don't, that's another byproduct of if you don't bury some of those first half uh, red zone or, or fringe red zone opportunities, you let teams stay around and teams that ha- you know, have the identity of we want to run the football because that's what we do. It allows them to do those kind of things in the second half of the game. And it almost costs the Steelers really the game because of that. Right, absolutely. And again, the Steelers' offensively inability to finish drives allowed Atlanta to stay with their game plan, stick with their running game, had Pittsburgh buried some of those chances, and they're up, you know, 17 points or whatever in the second half. Atlanta doesn't even come close in that game. It doesn't become competitive because there's no way the Falcons' passing attack is able to to bring them back. But um, yeah, I just thought not winning at the point of attack, not getting off of blocks, and uh, those were kind of the big issues overall. Got a slew of super chats I want to get to. First one coming from Chris Neal, $5. Thank you so much. Did ask a question a moment ago, not part of the super chat, but uh, no problem there. It says, what wide receiver position do you think best maximizes Pickens in this offense? He's a Z-type receiver. He's a height, weight, speed, go vertical, win the jump ball, run the nine route kind of guy. So that's where he's played the majority of the year. That's his best fit. They move him around. Again, receivers are less static than they used to be, but he is a Z-type receiver. I would agree. Yeah. And until he, he, he starts mastering now, he did play a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, a uh, lot of X at, at Georgia and all, but it still was kind of, I think, you know, overall a real limited route tree and they, 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 they pushed him vertical quite a bit anyway out of there. So uh, until his route tree fully rounds out and all, and I mean, look, you know, Deontay Johnson's, uh, uh, your your primary X as it is backside anyway uh, right now. So uh, other than you know, and you can you can move those guys around. Mm-hmm. You're not you know you don't have to bolt them bolt them to certain positions. But just primarily, I think you know as Alex said, you know Pickens right now is uh, Z. Another question about Pickens from our friend Tim Chase with the five dollar super chat says Pickens a little immature yesterday. He was. Um, (laughs) me and Alex differed on this during the podcast, uh, uh, this morning here. And, uh, I don't think it's a great look at all. And uh, I was a little, I mean, 
this is a type thing I think you got to nip in the bud early. This isn't just a one-off instance now. This seems to be something that, and you can bet the TV cameras are going to start picking up on it as well moving forward in some of these games uh, here. Uh, and I know it's cute to kind of say, well, uh, we we agree with uh, you know I, we agree with Pickens because you know Matt Canada's yeah 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 not getting the ball and all like that. Well, uh, you know. He's still a rookie, and you know he hadn't even earned the opportunity to get upset like that, if you ask me. He has made some fine catches. I think he's a phenomenal wide receiver. I think if he keeps his head on straight, he's got the ability to catch a lot of footballs in the NFL. But uh, you, you better be careful with, with the way he's starting out right here. Right now, if you don't nip it in the bud, I guarantee another two two seasons from now, you're going to have the entire fan base flipped and turned on him, and then it's going to become a him versus everybody else type situation on a, on a weekly basis. Sure, the same happened with Chase Claypool. Hot start his rookie season. Everyone loves him, and then things get tougher, and, and things go south pretty quickly. I think where we disagreed the most was on the decision to not talk to the media after the game. I, I was fine with it. I know that you think he should have spoken with the media and kind of explained the situation. My concern is less about him being frustrated. That's natural. So many receivers get frustrated like that. It's kind of in their personality. But my concern is you saw against the Colts, he drops a pass or two, starts hanging his head, kind of has to have that pick-me-up. Seems to be very self-critical, which can be absolutely a good thing, and I'm glad he has that trait. But you don't want to get in those swings where one bad player not getting the ball early kind of really puts you in a in a funk. And so you just want to make sure you're not riding that emotional roller coaster at the first sign of trouble. That's going to be the big thing for him. He's young. He's a rookie dealing with the highs and lows of a rookie season. So something to watch going forward. But I think maybe it's a bit overblown. I mean, I, I don't want to have to see play, you know, veteran players like Cameron Hayward and and you know Deontay and whoever have to keep going over to him and try to calm him down during during the game. You know? Sure, but it's also to to play devil's advocate. I mean, it's partly their job. They're leaders. They're veterans, and hopefully, these are good teaching moments to improve Pickens going forward. Sure, but at some time, at some point, the the, the, the teaching needs to stick. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, we're, we're, it's his rookie season. It's the last two games. You know, it's not. His third season or something like that. I don't think you've seen the last of this this year, Alex. I think I mean I think that's fair. I think Pickens' personality and DNA. What I, I, my terrible take today was that he has to understand as these moments are going to happen. He's in a run-heavy offense with a rookie quarterback that's not trying to throw the football a ton. So he's going to have some big games, and he's had those big games. He's going to have some duds too, and he's had some duds this season. And he's going to have to recognize that he's not going to always come away with gaudy numbers there'll be games where he's the guy and there's games where he someone else is the guy the run game was was the guy the men yesterday and he's gonna have to really understand that all right got a two dollar super chat from our friend quality Colos, and i always hope i say that correctly but uh that was my best attempt at it who did not have a a note there but says great team win which it was and says thank you dna for yin's best Steelers coverage so certainly appreciate appreciate uh that another five dollar super chat from Tim Chase, Antonio Brown on live PD soon. LOL. Did he ever get arrested? Is he still? Is there still a standoff between him and? Police? I think. Uh, I don't think. I don't think there's any new news according to a couple hours ago from uh, what uh, uh, pro football uh, pro football talk. Are police but, still uh, there? No, nah, they they can't they they can't be spent. Well, I mean, they were there I for a couple days. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so either. But I just they were waiting outside of his house, so somebody I guess they left, but. I don't know what's going on with AB. I mean, my my whole internal vow was that I wouldn't talk about AB unless he was arrested or something, and here we are of him on the brink of it. So something to talk about, but, but very sad overall. 
Yeah, it's sad. It, it is to see, you know, someone that had, you know, top of their, was on top of their game. And, uh, now every week, it seems like he's in the news for something not good and away from the football field. Yeah. Uh, four years ago, he was top of the world and, and now he's where he's at today. So very sad overall. John Pennington says, hello, Dave and Alex. My question tonight is, do you guys think that Canada is the problem in the offense, which led to Pickens meltdown being overlooked when DJ dropped passes? Also says, do you trade Johnson during the draft for extra picks to get out of his contract? No, I would not trade Deontay Johnson. I don't think the value is going to be especially great right now, considering the, the disappointing season he's having. Um, no, I, I, you've watched more of the offensive all 22 than I have. Did you feel like there was an issue with the way that Pickens was used? I didn't get that sense, but you've watched more than I have. No, no, I, I, I didn't get the sense. And the sense that he ran wide open all game is false, I think, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Uh, uh, whether, whether uh, you know, like, like on a Hank route, uh, could, could, could Pickett have gone the other way uh, 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 to uh, – uh, to Pickens, yeah, I think so. I mean, were there instances where uh, maybe justifiable that 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 Pickett maybe mad he didn't get get an attempt his way, uh, one or two maybe, but I mean it's not anything that's uncommon. <laughs> Almost in any other game where you could probably pick it apart and say, man, it probably should have went this way, you know, with with the football there. So uh, no, and look, you got to remember, you know. Very, very seldom during games are, are plays designed just for one, one, you know, to go to one player. Right. You know, uh, it does happen. You know, I, uh, you know, I think a good uh, instance of that was the early target for Pickett, Pickens in, the, in, in what, the second half there. Uh, just something that, that, you know, especially early in games and scripting, you know, you probably want to do something, get the ball, get, get, get a wide receiver involved and all like that. But remember, you know, you're not calling – you're not calling in general a play for one player. I mean, you obviously hope the you know, your, your first progression ends up probably being a certain player against a certain coverage on a certain route and all like that. But, uh, you know, quarterback's job is to, 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 to distribute the football where he thinks the football needs to go based on the progression, based on the, on, 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 on the defense down distance, all that and all. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think Pickett for, for the most part, it's doing a great job of that. And there's only so many mouths that, 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 that you can feed overall. And I did not get to feel that there was a, several egregious chances to, to get uh, Pickens to football in that game. Yeah, I'm with you overall, but I'll have to go back to the all 22, but not seeing anything like that again. Didn't didn't throw the football a lot, didn't have to. Um, Deontay getting a lot of looks. Sometimes that's just going to happen. Um, I'm going to have to try something on the fly here, maybe a couple different things. My headset's about to die. The mic's fine. My headset might die, so I'm going to try to talk to you without a headset, and hopefully there's no echo. I'm going to do that here in a second. If there is an echo, then we'll figure something else out. While I do that, though, I'm going to get to the question of um, Tim Chase uh, says, William Jackson, the third playing this week, need a number one corner. So what do you think about Jackson, both with his status and potential role whenever he does play? Well, look, he hasn't even resumed practicing yet, so we'll probably find And you would think that you're going to have to uh, it's going to take a little little time to catch the moving train, if you will. So 
it's it's not impossible for him to uh, have his window open this week and then activate it to the 53 uh, come Saturday and then play on Sunday. But all that said, that sounds like a lot that needs that 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 uh, will have to happen between now and Sunday. So if I'm betting right now, uh, William Jackson's not even on the not even uh, activated off of IR come Saturday. Maybe a week, maybe another week after that. Okay, uh, I'm off headset. I think you got muted for a second, but you're good now. While I was reconfiguring things, uh, chat. I'm sorry to do this again, but weird situation. Uh, it's fine. But is everything sound okay? Are you guys hearing an echo? Are you guys hearing anything weird whenever Dave spoke or when I spoke? Just let me know about that really quickly. If not, and if we're okay, then then we'll keep chugging along. But I just it, to- it sounds like I got muted in there. So for those uh, that 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 missed what I had to say about Jackson, yeah, I, I a lot's got to happen this week. He's got to a got to have his went twenty one day window open. Maybe that happens on Wednesday, and even if they open that on Wednesday. Uh, because he's missed so much practice time already is, you know, do we really think that he's going to get activated to the 53 on Saturday and then dress after that? I mean, it just, it sounds like a lot. So my best guess, my best guess as we sit here right now, when it comes to this week against the, the Ravens is that William Jackson won't even be on the 53, uh, maybe the week after. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we're good. Yeah. You were muted for just. I don't know, 15 seconds, 10 seconds, because Skype is switching audio when it shouldn't be, but we're all, I think we're good now. So apologize for that. We're going to keep moving along. If anything changes, chat, just let me know. Uh, Dead Planet says the Steven Sims third down negated by being out of bounds hurt. So did the Deontay miss over the middle. That was probably six. Yeah, I thought Sims had a tough game overall, both as a receiver and return man yesterday. And this team is just getting absolutely nothing nothing from their slot receivers. Some run game stuff, but they literally did not, uh, have a they don't have a catch yesterday. They had more yards rushing than they had receiving. So slot receiver to me one of the more immediate needs. Calvin Austin will return next year, but still you got to add to that group. Yeah, you do because you're not you're not getting anything out of that position right now, other than some 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 jet sweep stuff and all. And you know you're not you know the the, the few times that you tried to uh, push the ball vertically to a guy like Sims, he hasn't he hasn't been able to to come down with it right. Right, not at all. Even the return game stuff. He can be electric, but he's also has some, you know, ball security and, and carriage issues there. So uh, I saw that Ken Sterner is here. That was from a little bit ago, but good to have you here, Ken. Hopefully you are doing well. Let me find next question coming from Well Dead Planet with a comment about the red zone offense being poor last year, and that certainly was an issue last year as well. So it's not all on on Pickett in this current group, but still need to see it getting better. Uh, let's see. Donna Nolan, Alex Deontay has four drops this season with over 100 targets, but people are losing their minds. Majority of top receivers in the league having similar or more drops with people crucified Deontay. Any thoughts? Yeah, I talked about that last year. I thought you know, some of that stuff was overblown. I just think he's a guy that gets in these slumps and, you know, stacks bad plays and bad games and gets in those ruts sometimes, and that affects him with his hands and just overall performance. So, uh, point taken on the drops, it's been more of an issue lately to kind of come in bunches for him, but I think it's been less of an issue since last year and this year have been pretty good. Uh, 2020 was the last real consistently bad year when it came to drops. And and look, uh, with his hit, they're, they're going to get magnified with him coming off signing a contract that he signed, and then uh, they do seem to come in kind of, there's never a good time for a drop, 
but uh, uh, they've really come in in op- opportune, easy to magnify uh, times in games. What you had to win in 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 the end zone the week previously here, and you had this one uh, coming across the uh, you know coming across free. I mean, he had good six yards on the guy that slipped in coverage on him, and if he catches that, uh, does he score? I don't know, but uh, let me tell you that 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 ball's deep deep in the red zone at that point. So I just think it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's easy to magnify and they're going to stick out like a sore, sore thumb. Right. And to Ross Swisher, who makes the point, no other impactful plays. If he's making big plays and that's weighed against a drop or two, it's more forgiven, more forgotten. But when there aren't a lot of high impact plays and you have drops, then to your point, Dave, they get magnified 10 times right. more. So uh, let's see. Chris Neal, do you see any way Juju comes back to fill the slot and some veteran offensive leadership? Nice idea. I'd be all uh, in favor of it, but I think he's having a good time in Kansas City right now and probably does not want to come back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and, and they're not going to be willing to pay a whole lot for if, if, if there was interest there on top of it. So, uh, I mean, it looked, it looks good on paper, uh, you know, a good kid overall, uh, but it just it, it doesn't feel like this offseason is going to be the offseason that he comes back. Jason Williams, Friar Muth should average 75 plus yards per game. We stop going to him when things are working, in his opinion. I mean, this offense is designed to spread the ball around and, again, a run heavy approach. So I understand the point, but I think Friar having a good season. He's the leading receiver on the team in terms of yards and had a pretty big game yesterday. He's definitely a target on third down. So I think he's getting, you know, a fair amount of looks. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, yeah, and it's good to see his average yards per catch go up, and good to look. Uh, this team had uh, what did I say they had in uh, in uh, yards after the catch yesterday? Ninety something, ninety six, ninety seven yards on what was it? Sixteen receptions, something like that, and uh, half of them, forty uh, something yards came on Firemuth on that on on that one big play there. So this team has struggled bad offensively when it comes to yards after the catch. So it's good to see. And even, you know, Deontay didn't have much of, of, of yards after a catch on, on one of those, but he did, you know, it was a good, I think five, six yards that he got that I think moved the change on, on one of those situations there. So uh, I'm all about seeing more yak out of this offense. Yeah, I am as well. Hopefully that happens going forward. Randy Wagner, 19 points, still inadequate with the offensive weapons we have. Sweet play by Connor Hayward uh, for the touchdown. Why did that play look so easy, and was that Kenny's first read? Um, You want to go through, you've seen the all-22 about that, that play to Hayward? Uh, Yeah, look, it was just, uh, and I think they kind of set it up maybe with... uh maybe Firemuth early earlier in the game, kind of a similar formation, kind of run that, run that, uh, that, that stick route. And this time they put, uh, they, it was, it was what three by two, I think, uh, in this one with, uh, uh, Connor obviously being uh, the, I think the three on the, uh, on, on the right side on this. And, uh, he just, the, 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 the defender in that situation just, just got, got, bit on that out, you know, mm-hmm. on, on kind of that nod there. And that allowed uh, Connor to just run free vertically after that. So it was, it was a well-timed uh, play, well-executed route uh, nod uh, on, on Hayward's part and poor, poor play on, uh, in, by the defense in coverage on that. And that, that's what led to him being wide open in that situation. And a good, good read by Pickett. Middle of the field open, two high looks, but the safeties, Hayward did it. Pickett found him. Good ball, good catch, and it's all uh, wrapped up in a touchdown there. Uh, let's see, next question comes from 
Uh, let's see. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to put the call out one last time to like this video, to get some more people in the chat. Would really appreciate that. Um, hopefully the channel keeps on growing and we continue to build these kinds of things, but liking the video, I would really appreciate if you guys did that. Also subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already. Uh, let's see. Ross Witcher says, what do you guys think about Baker getting cut? Maybe going to the Super Bowl 49ers sounds like a major win. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy situation. Apparently he asked to be released. And so I wonder if he know something about something that the 49ers might try to claim him or somebody may be interested in him if he became available. So we'll see. It's a weird situation. Would he start? Would, would they let Purdy get, you know, have a chance? He's been with the team all year. Would Baker come in right away? I don't know, but we'll get answers starting by uh, four o'clock tomorrow. I think he just wants to go anywhere where he can get a chance to play. So he can hopefully, you know, get another, you know, semi, you know, decent deal next off season there. Yeah, that's a fair point. It was not going to happen in, in Carolina, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. Jason Williams, who do you consider to be a shutdown cornerback from college? Would you draft one in the first round? I'd be open to it in terms of the who. I'm not really sure. Jonathan knows that better than I do. There's the Ringo kid. There's Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Some other guys that may be in that mix. But uh, frankly, I'm not up to speed on draft stuff to talk about that in terms of specific names right now, Jason. Yeah, we'd just be doing an injustice, you know, just just uh, regurgitating names at the top of the list right now. As, as, as Alex and I have said several times, you know, we don't get into draft and, and tape breakdown until, you know, a couple weeks before the senior bowl gets underway. Now the way you know, we'll see, obviously how this, this, this season trends for the Steelers the rest of the way, but that's probably going to be about when it's going to happen this year is about two weeks out from the senior bowl. We'll start, crashing the tape real hard. Uh, Jonathan, we brought Jonathan Heitrader on to kind of help with that. So hopefully you're reading a lot of his stuff on a weekly basis and the summer scouting series that he did and and and, and all like that. But there, trust me, there's going to be plenty of time to talk draft here. Yeah, check out Jonathan's. He does a weekly scouting notebook, which I guess is kind of wrapping up as the well, bowl season's coming up. So there'll be a lot to talk about from that aspect, but does, I think, a Monday recap as well. So you guys want to check that out. Ross Wisher, Gunner is a waste of money too. Alex and Dave with a question mark. Certainly not a good ROI on him. Not a return man. Not really doing much of anything in this team. They're trying him as a, as a jammer, some of the motion stuff, run game kind of stuff, but it's been no real clearly defined role or usage for now, luckily, the money, not that much money, so it's not killing this team. Yeah, it's not killing them, but uh, they, you know, they're asking them to do a lot of things too that it's not fair to him. You, you know, now he did have a nice little, uh, you know, kind of run fill, if you will, nice block uh, for Najee uh, yesterday. But on the flip side, on that big play to uh, 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 to Fryermuth running down, I don't, I don't know what. Why not go after the lead guy and let uh, let Fryermuth worry about the guys trailing uh, him? For for some reason, Gunner tried to turn back and. Uh, you know, I guess try to pick off the guy, you know, trying to chase down from behind in that situation. But look, this guy was brought in primarily because you thought he could be your return guy, and uh, he—he's obviously not his job right now. So I think you look at it next. I mean, he's not a guy that I don't think you cut right after the season because he's not killing you that way, and you do have guaranteed money. Uh, 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 you know, with the signing bonus, you know, uh, mixed in with him and all like that. But all that said, uh, he's not guaranteed a job. You know, he's not guaranteed a 53 man roster spot next year. So you keep him around all summer, see what, see what transpires, see what injuries hit and all like that. And then more than likely, you know, if, if, 
you know, as I sit here right now, he's probably not going to be on the 53 next year. I think you pointed out some good run block blocking clips. Him as kind of a lead guy and yeah. he's kind of doing something there, I guess. But I mean, that's 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 something that's that's not ideal. I don't think sure. you know, as uh, you know, they've had him kind of cracking, uh, being kind of that 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 outside crack guy, you know, on on, on some of these block down runs and all like that. And that's not ideal when he's asked to to to, to, to block down on a four three <laughs> four three in, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. There's common sense involved in asking guys to do something that they could possibly do. And you know, there's been instances this year where uh, he's been asked to do things. That I think they shouldn't be asking him to do. Yeah, that's a fair point. Certainly they're trying to find some sort of justification to play him, to have him dress. And it's kind of been messy and inconsistent overall. Am uh, I the only one hearing that feedback on your end? Or is that bleeding through to other people listening? Can you hear me and Alex's end? Yeah, it, it may be the case. I'm not hundred percent sure. Chat, let me know if you're hearing any sort of feedback. Things are a little on the fly tonight, but, um, let me know there. Uh, hopefully, you know, it's not too bad on, on anyone's end right now. But uh, Steelers Freak saying no feedback. So it may just okay. be the way I have set the things set up right now. So sorry about that, Dave. Uh, You're forgiven. <laughs> next question comes from, I just lost my place, says, oh, let's see where it went. Dead Planet with a comment that early throw called incomplete. The Sims from Kenny was a laser and a great catch. Was that... I'm good with the the incomplete call, but that one I was it was kind of questionable in terms of was that a catch or not. I think you could have justified that as a catch, maybe. Yeah, I I understand why they went the way that they did. I think it was one of those heck. We've there's a handful of them around the NFL this week. I think that were like, mm, can you really overturn that? You know, uh, is there enough there? So I mean, I I, I get it. I'm, I'm not. I wasn't throwing anything at the TV when it got overturned. Uh, I thought it was a good enough ball that it should have been caught, though. Yeah, it should have been a cleaner catch or attempt at a catch. But we're playing NFL's favorite game, What is a Catch? Nobody knows the answer. Uh, Why doesn't Canada use Pickens more in the red zone? Hey, they got to get there. They ran, what, six plays was your thing? Uh, Red zone plays yesterday, yesterday, uh, Dave? Yeah, seven including the kneel down at the end. And six in total there. Uh, One of them... Uh, what, what, what I say, three of them were penalties. Uh, one was a, one was, a, was the deep ball into the end zone for Deontay. That was slightly underthrown. One was a run by Benny Snell. And then the uh, touchdown, the Hayward. And then the touchdown and then the three penalties and then the kneel down. So, I mean, one was, like I said, one was a touchdown. One was an attempted touchdown to, uh, to Deontay. That was a little bit underthrown. Uh, one was a run on, I think that was the second down. I think that was the play before the throw to Deontay in the end zone. And then uh, two false starts and a delay a game, right? And a partridge and a pear tree, not what you're looking for inside the 20. So getting there is right now half the battle for Pittsburgh. Paul Brown, why not reunite Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett just like the Bengals did with Chase and Burrow? It'll be a conversation, I'm sure. I don't know exactly where Addison's draft stock falls, if that's day one. It feels probably more like day two conversation with him, but you know, I'm sure it'll be discussed. How valid is that? I really couldn't give you a great answer right now, but I understand that the principle of reunite the college teammates in the NFL. I'm willing to bet that'll show up in a mock draft or, or, <laughs> or 17. Or 10, yeah, 100%. <laughs> you can count on that. Basically, I already have this mock draft come out. Joey Porter Jr., Jordan Addison, put in somebody else. You know, we've already built the mock draft here in, uh, in December. 
Donald Nolan, I wish they'd bring up Cody White to the roster. He's a good blocking receiver and tall, deep threat. Always gives strong effort and play. Special teams rather have him over Gunner on the field. Yeah, White's a, a do-it-all kind of guy. He's versatile. Um, as you said, a good blocker. Gunner uh, has that experience there, but is not going to be that motion man the way that Olszewski's used. And that's probably one reason why he's not getting a look. Plus, obviously, no return value if Sims ever got hurt in-game. And so... Um, some of the lack of slot work, the way they're using the slot receivers is the big reason why White is uh, staying on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's a deep threat either. I've never seen Cody right. White as any sort of a deep threat. Uh, let's see what else we have. About 15 minutes left here on the stream. Appreciate you guys being here. Let's see what else we have. Uh, Randy Wagner with a comment, and Davis, something that you mentioned based on your experiences down south uh, whenever you lived in the Florida, uh, Georgia area, says, uh, Randy, this is Randy, I live in Georgia. It's unbelievable how vast our Steelers nation is here. Feels terrific seeing all of our fans and hearing Muth chants in Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, makes me feel closer to home. So that seems to be an accurate representation of how that game went. Really did have that home game type feel. Yeah, like like I stated on the podcast this morning, man, where where Atlanta is, uh, you know, people where where I grew up in Northwest Florida, people think, oh, that you know, you, you have all those teams in Florida, but you got to remember where. Uh, basically, I I grew up in Lower Alabama portion of Florida uh, <laughs> there, so getting to Jacksonville or get you know going all the way down to Tampa or Miami, I mean, that's that that's a haul. You know, whereas Atlanta was Atlanta, New Orleans, who was geographically and a lot easier drive and less expensive uh, drives back then. So uh, it, it, I, I told Alex in the preview uh, podcast ahead of the game against the Falcons, man, don't be surprised if 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 there's a huge huge turnout in Atlanta because a Atlanta's you know kind of middle uh, you know a, a below middling team, I guess if you will, uh, at that point. And some of the people probably couldn't wait to sell off some of them tickets to to Steelers fans and hey, I'm willing to bet there were plenty of Steeler fans willing to, to snatch that up and I I, I I dare say that probably if you polled where a lot of those people came from uh, for that game it probably was on the outer parts of Georgia you know obviously there's a huge you know uh, uh, segment of fans in in Atlanta there heck I spent two years of my life in Savannah and there's huge huge uh, uh, Steeler fan base in in Savannah Georgia and then like I said people down in you know North Northwest Florida and uh, Alabama and all on into Louisiana. I bet there were several that made that trip to Atlanta as well, too. Yeah, it was a packed Steelers crowd, and so it's it's expected, but it's still really cool and special to see. Don't take that for granted one bit. Tim Chase, is it dumb to put Hayward in the slot? No, as long as you're talking about Connor, if you're talking about Cam, then maybe it's a little bit dumber. But uh, yeah, I mean, Connor caught his touchdown out of the slot, so he's a versatile guy. I don't think he should really be used as an inline type of player as a someone attached to the core of the formation I think he's much better um, in space as an athlete and so him getting some slot work there and some bigger tight end sets that works for me I tell you to his credit and I'm with you he should be an end of the line guy but they did run some split zone with him uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, as as a back kind of, and uh, coming across the formation, he had a couple of cut blocks, I think, uh, on some edge players in that, and then one other, uh, or maybe it was two other instances. Uh, uh, on 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 some of them uh, uh, on a jet sweep or two, I think he was out there in space. Him and Jalen Warren, uh, two two smaller guys <laughs> out 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 there in space getting it done. You know, yeah, Jalen Warren's a lot of fun to watch. He takes so much pride, and whether he's whether it's a touchdown he's scoring or whether he's lead blocking on a you know jet play, he loves just doing whatever he can to help this team. He's got big 
he's got big scrappy do energy. You know, he's not Scooby Doo, that's Najee, but uh, he's got big scrappy do energy, and, and you have to love him. Uh, let's see. Next question comes from Mark Thompson. Do you play Loudamilk over Alu Alu against Baltimore, or do you need Alu Alu as in those? Yeah, the problem is Alu Alu still works as the um the backup nose tackle. Not that that's a, a big role, not a big share of snaps for this defense, but it's still something Loudamilk at his height and, and position can't play as a nose tackle. I think maybe you try to elevate Carlos Davis and see how that looks over Alu Alu and, and see just what you get from him uh, because at this point, Alu Alu... He's a veteran guy. He's a leader, but I don't know what on-field value he's really providing right now. Yeah, and if you make him inactive, it's got to be somebody that can probably be defensive. You know, play some over the nose, right? And, uh, that 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 probably not going to be conducive to louder milk getting that helmet at this point. Yeah, so I think Davis could be someone that you activate, that you elevate right. and activate, and because he can play some nose tackle and penetrates and, and and things like that, but. Let me scroll back up through the long list of comments about the endless Kenny Pickett debate. So you guys are back at it again. Never take a never take a live stream off, do you guys? But uh, we'll go back through the questions here uh, from Juan. Saw on one of your articles, you don't consider Heinz Ward a Hall of Famer. Could you elaborate? I know Dave and I, that's probably our most unpopular Steelers Yinzer opinion. We basically have identical thoughts here, Dave. Can you explain why you and essentially I don't believe he's going to make it into Canton, Ohio? I mean, I, I just, uh, you know, uh, the long and short of it, I, I don't think during his career at any point in, career, in his career was was he really one of the top wide receivers in the game uh, in, 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 in any given one year. I mean, not even, you know, not even top you know, three or four, I think in any one year, uh, look, I mean, the guy is inc- was an incredible player, caught a lot, obviously ha- had the longevity part of his career. So if you want to look at qualifications that, that helped some guys get in just the, the raw, uh, volume of catches and yards from being able to play so long in the year, he's obviously got those boxes checked. I mean, the, the Super Bowl, you know, MVP, you cannot discount that. Uh, but, I think just when you when you look back at wide receivers during that area uh, or era, I'm, I'm hearing myself in the echo here. But uh, it, during that era, uh, was he ever one of the top two or three in 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 in, in the NFL at, at, in any one season? And I say no. And yeah, I get the whole block. He was you know the league's best blocking wide receiver uh, for 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 several years without a doubt. They you know uh, the whole. Uh, blindside rule and everything that came out of that. I just, you know, he was a very good player, but it's, 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 it's not the hall of very good. Right. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with you. I think you have to be a dominant guy for a, a, a fairly, you know, longer stretch of time, period of time. And we're just not, not quite at that level. Uh, George says Minka proved he has a very high football IQ and the ultimate team player. He could have scored and gave Falcons a slim chance, but he chose to run out of bounds and let the Steelers kneel down to completely seal the W. Uh, 100% with you, George. A very unselfish play from Minka Fitzpatrick. Randy says Steelers won the time of possession 33-27. to Felt good hearing the TV broadcaster saying the Steelers offense was wearing down the Falcons defense instead of the other way around. Certainly ball control been in Pittsburgh's favor, so good observation there, Randy. Ross Wisher asking about Kenny. And look, look, I, you know, we, we, Alex and I both, you know, would like, you know, hope and hope Hines Ward gets in. But I mean, if you, if, 
we're supposed to look at this as objective as possible. And you get, you know, I'm 54 years old. I mean, I obviously grew up and watched, you know, those games. I, I, I know that era. And to me, I, I never felt that Heinz Ward was a top uh, wide receiver in, in any one of those years and definitely not multiple years combined. Yeah, uh, again, I'm with you 100% there. So uh, Juan just wanted the, the, our, our insight, our thoughts there, and hopefully that, that clarifies our stance a little bit. Uh, Ross Swisher asking about Kenny's completion percentage getting worse. I haven't looked at the numbers. I think it's been, I mean, it's for the year, it's around 67 68%, I think. So I think it's good for the year, but those are service-level stats, and I'm really more invested in the actual tape and play than, than some of the baseline-level box score type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you you know, it's, it's better to look at maybe kind of adjusted completion percentage and all, right? That's a good point. Do you, do you happen to know what that is? Uh, uh, I can I can probably pull it here, right? Yeah, if you're able to pull uh, it here quickly, I don't know if it'd be better or worse based on maybe some of the drops. Obviously, would would help the completion rate, but you know, Pickett did miss a couple of throws, and so it may all come out in the wash. I'm not 100 percent sure uh, there. Um, Tim Chase, while you looked that up, Dave, Tim Chase. Uh, asking why Minka did not score on that. It was less about the risk of losing the game or in some sort of crazy comeback and more about risking an injury. Why go out there, put your defense on the field, somebody gets hurt, whatever the case is. You you know, you picked off the pass, you won the game, get out of bounds, kneel down, and go home with the win. That was Minka's mentality there. All right, his adjusted completion percentage, which, which I think takes into account what, uh, like throwaways and drops and uh, stuff like that uh, for the season is 74.1. Do you know where that ranks league-wide? I'm guessing fairly high. Uh, uh, I can to, probably find out here. I don't mean to make you work, but I just to kind of put that in context. To me, in terms of completion percentage and overall accuracy, not really issues I've had with Pickett's game throughout the year. There are moments where you miss stuff, and that's going to happen to any quarterback, especially a rookie. But um, when your completion percentage is that high, usually your accuracy is working at a, a fairly high clip. Uh, let's see for you know for for those that qualify for fifty percent dropbacks, uh, adjusted uh, completion percent is seventy four point one puts him a little bit on down down the list here overall. Okay. So it 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 could be it could obviously be better there. I mean, you got Daniel Jones leading the NFL, and this is based on fifty percent of five hundred and sixty total dropbacks to kind of set some sort of minimum in here, and it still delivers a list of uh, I think twenty eight quarterbacks in here, which has Kenny Pickett twenty third on that list. Uh, so, and the leader is Daniel Jones at 80.8. And as I mentioned, Kenny Pickett, 74.1. So could it be better? Absolutely. It could be better, but, uh, you know, uh, it's part of the growing pains in here with him on top of it. I I don't think you're going to get a good gauge on still who, on who, on what Kenny Pickett is, is it, and what he can be for, Several more games. I think it'll be on four, four, five, six games into 2023. Uh, I think he has made progress. I'd like to see him push the football down the uh, field uh, a little more regularly and with 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 success. Yeah, I think you want to see the jump that he makes as, as a sophomore. I think that'll be a really good window into what kind of quarterback you have when you have that whole offseason, when you're clearly the guy, when you're the guy start to finish, not the backup, the number three, the number two, then the start of midseason. It's kind of an awkward transition when you're really the guy from day one, and he knows it, and the coaches know it, and the team knows it, players know it, um, and that just overall progression, that predictable jump you make year one to year two is going to be, I think, the uh, 
the thing to watch to really evaluate Kenny Pickett overall. So time for a couple more questions uh, left. I don't know if anyone has any more questions for Dave and I. It looks like we have one from Thomas Sargent. Do you think it's more likely the Steelers use their first on a corner or on an offensive tackle or some other position? We get that a lot, Thomas, and I understand why you ask it. It's really hard to gauge right now. You still have the whole rest of the year to go through for agency, any potential trades, though unlikely you can never rule them out, and then you get to the draft. So it depends on the board, depends on where they're picking, depends on the prospect pool, what happens in front of them in the draft. There's just a million variables that are impossible to really understand and take a good, confident guess at year in early December, Thomas. Yeah, we, we got plenty of time to discuss draft. And as we said earlier in the show, it's just, it, you know, our priorities right now, we, that's why we bring in guys like Jonathan to help get kickstart things up like, like that. And, you know, I think you'll start once the bowl season rolls around uh, here. Now you'll see Jonathan and, you know, uh, and look, we've got, uh, heck, we're going to have what, six people out in Vegas, five or six people out in Vegas for the uh, Shrine Bowl. And we're going to have at least four, uh, three other people with you, Alex, that down in Mobile. So th- we we got plenty of time to 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 address you know draft needs and and individual players. Yeah, but speaking of cornerbacks in the first round in Jonathan's mock draft today, he has Cam Smith, the corner from South Carolina, at number fourteen overall. So that's mm-hmm. a guy to to check out there. Uh, let's see, Brian Jonker. What do you think San Fran would give for either Mason or Mitch? Probably not much. Mason's a free agent, so nothing you have to give up for him this offseason. Uh, is he going to end up in with the Rams? Is he just going to go to Los Angeles and reunite with Zach Robinson, Mason Rudolph? I, I, I don't know why why that wouldn't be a, a, a direction there. Yeah, with Stafford, question about his future. This year he's mm-hmm. done, and next year he's got the spinal issue at his age. You know, who the heck knows? So that's my shot there. And Trubisky, trade value. I, I don't see Trubisky being a stealer next year, but I don't know what really a trade market would look like for him either. Probably not. Yeah, pro- probably not much with that uh, with that salary set set to make. You know, yeah. it would have to be somebody that really knows him and be vested in him. I don't know, maybe someone like Dayball in, in, uh, in New York with the Giants or something like that, but we'll see what happens with Daniel Jones over there, right? Right, right. Now, Brian's talking about since Garoppolo's on IR, I guess if you're asking in a pure hypothetical, if you could still do trades, would they do that? You know, we're all just guessing there, but it just seems like a, a moot point right now. 007, how about uh, that Joey Porter Jr. will be available next year? Yeah, he just declared, and again, a guy you can start penciling into your Steelers mock drafts, and who knows what'll happen, but the dots, that'll be the easiest dot connecting player of this whole draft cycle. And that'll be one probably a lot of most people are probably rooting for (laughs) based on early returns right now. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Todd says, would you have TJ rest for a while? No, I wouldn't. I know he's playing beat up, as Mike Tomlin said after the the win yesterday, and he's not playing like his TJ self, but he's still an important piece, and I'm still going to trust TJ Watt. We'll end up finding a way to, to overcome and make those plays. So I'm playing TJ Watt. I would just, I would hope that another week away from taking that shot in the ribs uh, will, will, will help him this week against Baltimore. Ken Sterner, thanks, Alex and Dave. I appreciate all the great content you provide. Steelers Depot is the best. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate the kind words there. Steelers Freak, does Dave know of a good Steelers bar in Vegas? I live in Summerlin now. Any advice for Steelers Freak, Dave? Oh, yeah, that uh, oh, what's Noreen's over off Tropicana. Okay, Noreen's off of Tropicana. So there yeah, you go. J- just out. Google just Google Noreen's uh, uh, Tropicana Vegas, and 
yeah, uh, that that's uh, that seems I've, I I I think I've been there years ago, but uh, I have you know that's not that's not my forte. I, I don't I don't go to bars or anything. So, Randy Wagner, what woke up the Steelers' smash mouth game yesterday? Pat Frymuth, fifty-seven yarder, and Najee stiff arms, pure beast mode. Yeah, I mean two big strong dudes playing like big strong dudes, and that's what Pittsburgh needs. It was good to see. So I don't know what it was, but. Um, Maybe it was some of the Hayward stuff, to be honest. I mean, they talked about it. Kenny talked about it. he walked out with Kane, uh, with uh, Connor Hayward and said, we're going to win this one for, you know, your pops. And I, I think Cam Hayward spoke to the team before the game. So, you know, I don't know about the whole player motivation. The old adage is if you need motivation, then you're not, you know, you're, you're doing something wrong to begin with. But maybe there was an extra thing just for what this meant for a team leader like Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. Uh, time for just one or two more questions left. Brian Jonker. Uh, what's the strongest level uh, of the defense? So what is the best position group of this defense right now? That's a good question. What do you think the, the best unit of this entire defense is, Dave? Uh, when healthy or when, when, when watch healthy, it's outside linebackers, I think. And then after that, I don't know, probably the safeties. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's probably the order I would put things in as well. When Larry Ogunjobi's on D-line in terms of your nickel pairing, Hayward and and Ogunjobi can can definitely play, and obviously Hayward's a fantastic player. But yeah, I would say edge and then safety. Uh, let's see, Donald Nolan, thoughts on Matthew Wright becoming full-time kicker if he keeps going strong. Maybe a full-time kicker somewhere else, but Boz, whenever he's healthy, he's your, he's your guy. Matthew Wright's done a great job uh, since that you know bad Saints game, but Boz is Boz. Yeah, and I would expect them to open that window on him on Wednesday, but carry the extra leg just in case until Saturday, right? So uh, uh, Saturday is probably going to be a. We'll obviously see what happens with with the rest of the roster manipulation that that may or may not have to happen and all. But uh, uh, you know, unless you just want to, unless you want to trust that that Boz is good to go, why not carry both kicker? You know, open the window for Boz on uh, on Wednesday. And then don't act, you know, carry the extra extra kicker until uh, uh, until Saturday. Yeah, that seems like a plan to me. Now, will Wright go to the practice squad? Can you sneak him back that way? You know, we'll have to see. But uh, Boz, whenever he's healthy, whenever he has the all clear, he is the Steelers guy. So I believe we're just out of time for questions. I don't see anything left outstanding. So I will uh, start to wrap this thing up. Actually, one last one very quickly from Tim Chase. Did Leal play last Sunday? That's the Marvin Leal, the rookie. Yeah, it was, what, seven, eight snaps as an interior pass rusher, mostly on third down, obvious pass situations. That was Leal's role in this game. Yeah, seven snaps in total, four on special teams. You'll probably see him get a little uptick, you know, moving forward here. But uh, he had missed, you know, he'd been out several weeks there, so they probably want to slowly get him acclimated into it. So maybe we'll see him get a few more snaps moving forward. Yeah, I know. In terms, of, watching the defense felt pretty uneventful to me. Did it feel that way to you? Not really yeah. a whole lot to note. Small sample size. I did note he tried to block the one field goal of coup, and he tried to split. And he might have been potentially called for a penalty. I'm glad that he wasn't. Tried to split the the guard and the long snapper, and he got tripped up, and he was mad at himself for that. But that's my own, only takeaway from uh, Leal's game there. So. We're going to wrap things up. Appreciate you guys being here um, for the stream and kind of putting up with my technology issues which always seem to, to happen and dave very happy that you're back in the chat as well 
Yeah, sorry I missed a couple, but uh, been been unhealthy lately and had to go to the doctor and all. So sorry about that. Nope, it's all good. So Dave and I will return in two weeks, a pretty critical and pivotal two weeks for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they uh, try to somehow claw their way back into this thing. Big game against Baltimore on Sunday, of course, and then they'll have Carolina, and then we will reconvene and see where the season uh, leaves the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. Appreciate you guys uh, watching and listening. If you want to see an archived version of this, you can on Steelers Depot in just a little bit. And be sure to check out the site and the channel for some more videos and, of course, a ton of content coming your way. So appreciate you guys uh, watching, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Peace and love, everybody. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. 